two, one. Good evening, everybody, and a very warm welcome to this very special Lyceum night tonight. We are a day earlier. We are normally out on a Saturday evening, but to be a, in order to assemble this wonderful gathering of beauties and knowledge. <laughs> <was that soon? laughs> Uh, we, we have come forward to the Friday night. Now, for those of you who may not realise, if you do not, where were you? Why aren't you reading the announcements? <laughs> we had our Lyceum rally here at Paul last Sunday. And a wonderful day it was. It was full of education, full of learning and some fun and really good companionship. So I would like to introduce, we have names, but we've got the lovely Susan Hughes talking to us from Dublin, Amory Hogan talking to us from Farnborough, Stephen Trollen talking to us from under his stairs in Aviemore, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Stone with a real bookcase behind him, not a Zoom presentation. Ooh, one. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> and myself. So hello, everybody. Uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to what you brought, not only to Paul Church, but to so many people who were watching online. I think I shared this with you, but the broadcasts were going out to 17 different countries. Oh, How amazing is that? Brilliant. And as a special for everybody watching tonight, you are going to get this first. You will have this 24 hours before anybody else. I have split all the talks into separate videos, and they are now available on the PCSC YouTube channel under the 2023 rally. I see Mark's nodding there, so he's probably a little troll. Not yet. Um, not, not yet. So all the talks are available individually because overall, I think it was something like nine hours of video. Um, so a bit much to expect. So you have it 24 hours before it will be made public. So enjoy. How are we all? Are we all wonderful? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's like the weekend hasn't ended. It's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> It was such good fun. And Susan, darling, so yeah, my thoughts are out to you. I, I abandoned um, you at the airport. Well, I didn't abandon no, you. No, you didn't. I, I'm a very oh, happy right. traveller once I'm en route. So we got to the airport. I'm flying out of Southampton. And the flight hadn't arrived in, which, you know, is okay. And it has still hadn't arrived in. It's okay. And then suddenly the airport's closing at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and, like, it's 20 past nine. The flight hasn't arrived. So... All it seemed that everyone in the airport was outside waiting to, for the exchange. Now, there were, luckily, it wasn't a full flight, so I think we had about 10 minutes to spare. Otherwise, I'd have been um haunting Southampton's nightlife. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, so yeah, but it was fine. So I got home, I got into bed just after one o'clock, so that that you know was decent enough. I came home and I had a Yet another sandwich. Well, God, if I never saw another sandwich, I'd be happy. Um, but it was fine. It was scrapped. It's but funny when I got was leaving Dublin Airport, there was a traffic jam, so the, lots of flights must have been delayed, and the rain and all of that. So I went. I can't believe it's traffic jam this time of night. But it shows travel is back to where it was. But yeah, no, don't give it a second thought, Larry. These things happen. It's, it wasn't your fault, unless it was, and you're not telling me something. <laughs> don't tell her anybody. <laughs> we didn't want you to leave. <laughs> no, that's it. Wanted yeah. his bed back. Well, no, don't mention bed when Stephen Trollen's online. I was very disappointed. <laughs> where this is going i'm gonna leave you to wonder no um <laughs> <laughs> with the sleeping arrangements i was on a camp bed for two nights and i've decided that camp beds are invented by the spanish inquisition so um when stephen was going home on the day of the rally i thought woo i've got a bed to sleep in and stephen being the consummate guest that he is 
came out of the room and said, I've stripped all the bedding for you. And I was just <laughs> going, no. <laughs> oh, man, it's so funny to look on Lawrence's face. Yeah, oh, I my gosh. It. It so funny. Anyway, we have another guest ready to jump in. Oh. Uh, we have the lovely Jack from Denmark. Oh, oh well, excellent. Jack. Is going to ask you lots of wonderful questions. Okay. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jack. <laughs> Evening. Evening. But I've just dropped this in Jack's lap, so he sat there thinking, "I hate you, Savile." <laughs> but in nope. Danish, nobody, nobody hates anybody. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hmm. So, welcome, Jack. Thank you for agreeing and volunteering to. I wasn't really prepared, to be honest. But yeah, hey. You're always prepared, Jack. You're an amazing <laughs> man. <laughs> so I brought Jack in because he can just give and ask um, questions. That Because my head's still in Sunday very much. But we're going to talk about spiritualism as well in general. So thank you very much for volunteering to do this, Jack. Uh, a pool volunteer. Get in real quick now. Uh, <laughs> so it's wonderful to see you. So my first question to start the ball rolling, uh, you wonderful people. Do you think that, all right, maybe the format of the rally we can look at and adjust and amend and change because that's the wonderful thing we can do. But do you think that basic energy of gathering people together to talk about here and when i say educated i'm not being demeaning to other people because you've all got such a wealth of experience here so when you hear these educated talks from experience and from acquired learning you think that has a value to us in the movement of spiritualism you're all nodding who's going to go through? i will <laughs> Absolutely. And um, it, it's just was so marvellous. We've all just such different energies and just different ways of putting our feelings and expressions across. And it was all so succinct. There was nothing I feel that couldn't be understood um, by any one of us, I think. And as I was listening to my fellow workers, I didn't have a problem trying to understand what they were saying, whether I agreed or not, which for the most part I did. Um, it, that didn't matter. It's it's having the listening ear on and being able to kind of attune yourself to that kind of thinking. And, and I think we've all discovered that many people really enjoyed the rally, both present in, in the human sense and um, uh, online. And of course, our spirit people will love it. I think it was a morag. She's in Canada. She was up at three o'clock in the morning, Laurie, to watch yeah. you. So, you yeah. know, that, that's amazing that people. So that just shows you the need and the want. And it. And I felt that you organized it extremely well, you, extremely well. It was very, for us, you know, people who were there as, as workers, fellow workers, it went very smooth. We weren't panicked or what what's next or all of this. So um, I have to, and I know as a group, we're really appreciative of that effort. And it takes a lot to organize something that looks easy. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. You, <clears throat> you just said something there very interesting. Uh, when you were listening to the talks, in the most part, you agreed. So by default, there were some areas where you had a differing opinion. Um, this is something I notice a lot within our movement and within our churches, our centres, our individuals, that the quality and essence of debate within our movement uh, sometimes is lacking. Sometimes uh, debate very quickly turns into... A diatribe. What do you think of that, Stephen? Um, when you think of, you say, debate, that's fine in the way of if there's a, a mutual uh, feeling of respect for one another and respect for each and everyone's thinking. And um, the thing about the rally itself also is just 
Um, I mean, I mean, Susan brought up a, um, her talk was was just brilliant. There was loads of questions, and you could think you could have stood up there uh, for a lot longer as well because of the the topics that you brought up and how people would maybe disagree with this but agree with that and so on. Um, but I would say um, within spiritualism, only in my view, I think it's all down to that um, Susan's favourite um, uh, principle as well as our own responsibility to be mindful of other people's um, perspectives and, and, and so on. And um, I think it's just respect. And I mean, at the end of my talk, um, I, I, um, I mentioned about the the uniqueness of each and every. There's out of the billions of people in this world, there's no one else that is you, and there's uh, so many different people at different stages of the journey, uh, different perspectives, um, and it's just. Um, and, I, and I said that, that spiritualism um, respects that um, uniqueness, but that, that, that's my thoughts on it anyway. And I know. Um, 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 Minister Jackie Wright has brought a lot of an amazing change into the union um, as well. And moving, moving forward, um, I've seen her or I've seen um, uh, like advertising um, in, in different places where people can can ask questions like, "How can we move? Are we meeting the needs?" Um, of today kind of thing so you can see the the interest in trying to uh, see things from different people's perspectives to try and bring everything together um to, to move forward and in, in, in a better way lovely jack i'd like to bring you into the conversation here because i know through our interactions, firstly virtual and then physically meeting on several occasions now. Every time has just been a sheer joy. What are your thoughts on about how we can present spiritualism in today's world? Uh, I guess you want a fairly short answer on that. So. Um, <laughs> I believe that we we have to think about uh, very much how we press in our presentation. I see very much about, about that uh, everybody is, talk, is talking about uh, in several uh, different organizations talk, talking about uh, how we did back in the days. Some talks about hundred years ago. Some talks about uh, 50 years ago, some talks about 20 years ago. But uh, often uh, I believe it, we get to talk about uh, uh, today and today's needs. Uh, uh, and uh, and sometimes I, I think uh, from my own uh, understanding that uh, we need to dare more. We need to dare to to address things. We need to dare to uh, make a difference. Uh, so it's it's uh, to me it's very much uh, about becoming more modern. Uh, it, our society is changing all all the time and. As I see, like spiritualism, it's like spiritualism has been a little bit stuck from uh, for many years. Uh, uh, so uh, for me, it's uh, the way forward to pre present spiritualism will be uh, uh, for me, my, my good self, uh, and my my association, Danish Spiritual Association here in Denmark. We are looking uh, in a more modern, modern, modern approach to it, like. With the same principles we have rephrased them the philosophy behind is exactly the same but we have taken out the fatherhood of gods as a tile and just put put in uh, we uh, uh, the belief in god as a creating force the brotherhood of man is the community between uh, human beings and spirits so it's more understandable uh, uh, for modern people if i can put it that way <laughs> Uh, uh, so it's 
slightly rethink things. Not that we're going to change everything, but just look at how we phrase it, how how we talk about it. Uh, uh, we often hear, "Oh, we need younger people in," and for all the years I have uh, been in the movement, uh, uh, all the time there's been talk about we need to bring younger people in, but it's still the same people sitting there saying the same things. Uh, <clears throat> when we are talking uh, on the philosophy, uh, I saw Jamie was uh, uh, listening uh, this evening, when we saw his talk on philosophy in pool earlier, earlier this year, uh, it's a really good talk, but but it for, to me it highlighted uh, some things because it, it's all when we talk about the philosophy, the newest one that usually is addressed is Silverberg, isn't it? Yeah. And he's back, back in what is it, 1920? Yeah. We don't give room for the new philosophy. We don't give room for new philosophers. Uh, 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 I can see Mark is not totally agree, but 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 but, but <laughs> I I know there is being room, but but it's always going back to highlights uh, what was a uh, uh, hundred years ago uh, uh, when 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 I look when I have been looking around uh, in the movement uh, in churches in in organizations and things like that, and I think if we want to move spiritualism forward uh, and still be alive in in 200 years time we we need to uh, uh we need to to follow uh the society uh, uh not in what we believe in not not in in how we practice but how we we phrase things uh and the things we are putting focus on i know there's a lot of great philosophers out there these days but we rarely hear about them because it's all about old, old, the old ones. Uh, every time, that's, most of the time, somebody is talking about philosophy. Mm. Interesting. Apologies. Um, someone's a bit needy today because it's cold and it's all my fault. So apologies <laughs> for the uninvited guest here. Anne Marie, my darling, <clears throat> your real heart, your passion is your philosophy what do you think about that with uh, regards to introducing today's philosophers into our movement into our services and uh, absolutely anybody that speaks the truth needs to be included it's not um someone from 100 years ago they created our foundation so we we need to not lose sight of what they created for mm. us but that doesn't mean to say we have to live within that realm you know and jack um, again it goes to something about, about different having slightly different views i really even now don't understand why we have this expectation of bringing the newness in when surely it should be about ourselves and what we have to say that's important to create the presence of people and the needs of people today with regard to that. Uh, for me, the philosophy, as I've always stated, and I will always state, is the soul of the service. It's where everybody can gain knowledge. It's where everybody can gain the freedom to think what they think about what I'm saying. They can make their own minds up, whether they like what I'm saying, whether they have a different viewpoint. So for me, um, it's very much about living in the now, but not forgetting what our pioneers have done for us to be able to live in the now. Do we talk about the likes of Mavis Patilla, Brenda Lawrence, Jean Bassett? Absolutely. But let's not wait until they pass to the spirit world to speak about them. Glyn Edwards, all these names that are so important that are in the last 10 years, the last five years, that all had something important to say. Surely we should, rather than be looking for the new, carrying their banner forward mm -hmm. and enhancing it, 
rather than, you know, um, again, like Jack said, the younger people. You know, I've heard that from day one since that. We need to bring in the younger people. We need to bring in, but surely we should be concentrating on the people that we have before us, and then they will bring in the people. Or if they're sitting there in front of you, and you have something important to say, which every single person does, then they will bring in the next generation. We've seen it on um, Sunday at the demonstration. There was three generations of one family there. Mm -hmm. One of those generations had never been inside a spiritualist church. I'm not sure about the younger generation, whether she had, but... It was never on their radar. So what do we miss out the old generation for those that haven't been in there that will bring in the younger people, that bring in the different types of personalities? So for me, yes, my passion is philosophy and I will talk about it all day, so I shall go quiet now. <laughs> um, but it's, it's about you producing your uniqueness. That's what mediumship is about to me speaking your truth and your sincerity will show through and your courage and honesty will show through as well so it's about focusing on the people you have and then they will bring in others interesting mark what's your thoughts there i can see you nodding and shaking so this would be interesting i'm like the dog on the back of the car window seat like this. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm I'm kind of in an interesting position that I'm born and raised in spiritualism and mm. named in a spiritualist church as a baby. So I've seen it change through the last nearly 50 years. And I'm I have a foot in either camp for when it comes to what to do with spiritualism, because there's a part of me that is very much I love the traditional and the divine services mm. and the old divine blue hymn book, which most churches don't necessarily use now which have some of the most beautiful hymns and those hymns are philosophy in themselves. Mm. Um, and then I also see the need for different things to come in. But it's interesting, Anne-Marie, when you said about the new, um, I even when all my years through, we've heard, how do we get the young people? How do we get the young people? Mm. Actually, that's really reductive <laughs> that actually we should be thinking, how do we serve all age groups and demographics mm. in the community? Yeah. And you know, a lot of times I've gone into churches and people have brought young children and sometimes the church has been so lovely and embracing. But at other times I've heard people in the congregation say, if you can't keep them quiet, don't bring them. And that puts that parent, and that family off. Um, and we shouldn't. You know, we had that lovely naming service uh, a number of weeks ago and the church was packed with people that had never been to a spiritualist church never been to a naming and people were fascinated by what the church was and i think the our problem isn't get rid of the traditional because people only want modern you look at the amount of churches that have got rid of mostly divine services and gone to demo only and they're no greater in their numbers than when they have the divine services in fact sometimes they're less in numbers because the people who used to love coming to the divine service no longer have somewhere to come. So I think churches in a modern day sense need to cater for the traditional, the divine, the modern, just like the different service styles. And, and it's about not just then going, well, we've done, we've laid all this on and where is anyone? You have to reach out into the world and let them know you're there. Not just have a notice or, or a poster on a notable engage in social media and, and and get the word out there to people um it's not necessarily about getting rid of it's about letting people know 70s 80s and even in the 90s churches were was well 70s and 80s churches were solid if you didn't get there by six o'clock you didn't get a seat did we become complacent yeah and and stop reaching out and that's like i said to you laurie about the the rallies when we used to hold rallies more and more, we used to reach out and have people coming in who'd never touched on it before. Mm. And um, people need to hear what spiritualism is about because on TV, everybody sees messages. They don't see philosophy. They don't mm. see lifestyle. They don't see science and understanding in general. Sorry, I got off my soapbox, but that's me thought. 
No, really good. And thanks for ruining the rally day for me, by the way. But when you what said, was that? <laughs> well, it's not about people already come in the church. We're getting new people in. I thought, all right, so the whole day's been a waste of time. I'll go well, no, we've had new people in. And I'll make some sandwiches. For <laughs> soon, I need to like the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, really good points from everybody there. Really good. And it's true, you know, on this uh, energy about we've got to get more people in our churches. Jack taught me this. Um, it's not about, you know, I find that statement now questionable because it, it gives this impression of you've got to come to me. Uh, in and through the talks with Jack is actually going out into the community. You know, what's up with, uh, and again, this is copyright Jack <laughs> Eckhart uh, going to a coffee shop and holding a talk about spiritualism in the coffee shop, in your towns, in your villages, in your cities, wherever. Because, yes, we do have this, uh, I nearly said stigma, that's the wrong word, totally the wrong word. But, uh, yes, you do hear the comments of, oh, I don't do churches, oh, I don't do religion. So, yeah, that, uh, but that is a minority, and we tend to jump on things like that, don't we? I know we've seen uh, a great swathe of churches that have converted to centres. I do look at these and just think, well, number one, in my experience, every time a church converts to a centre, they celebrate the fact by having a divine service with a minister officiating, and I just think, well, hang on a minute. Um, it's, it's, this is just a repackaged version then, surely. And I believe it was Tim Abbott brought up one night, and it was a really good point to think about. He said, you know what, our pioneers who re revere so much thought, fought tooth and nail to make us a recognised religion so that we could have churches. What do they, you know? What do we think they're thinking of that now? So you know, there's always these debatable things, and we could sit here till the cows come home just on one point in all of the talk so far. I think if people <clears throat> if if people are saying we want to reach out more, there is a lot of opportunity. There are a lot of multi faith um, groups and and gatherings, but also remember that in in striking distance of of some churches are going to be things like universities mm -hmm. and there are also depending on the, the 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 chancellors and the people that are running them there's often opportunities to go and speak to and work with um uh, universities and things as well so you know and other groups in the community you know that's the thing that there is possibility but again have we become too insular in our ideas that you know if we go out what if people don't like what we have to do and what we have to say? And um, we're preaching often to the converted, whereas actually a lot of the spiritualists of the bygone day stood up in front of people who were sometimes hostile to, to what they were offering. And, and are we confident and secure enough in our knowledge and our mediumship to be able to stand our own against people that will argue and debate the point against what we believe and are we able, as we said about debate, are we able to um, put ourselves in that position? Are we willing to? Mm. You think, can I jump in here, Laurie, just for you, a moment? You read my mind because I just wanted to do this introduction just to say and to raise this awareness. We are lucky in the UK, whereas we have so many churches and centres. You do. Uh, I love here from Dublin where they do not have these resources that we have yep. in the uk so yeah your thoughts yeah. Ideal. yeah but just because something you said there mark just jilted something in my mind um i have been invited not to schools as such but to universities and colleges to give a talk and they're, they're unsure what they i said well what is it you want what is it you're looking for so in there, I explained to them what spiritualism is, and this is how it is. And part of that is the evidential mediumship, but it's also the philosophy. And so they're, they're the interest, and I'm in Ireland, the interest is big. 
So I would say that was three separate occasions I was invited, invited twice to community groups. Um, so just if I, I suppose, reached out and said, look, I can go and do this and introduce it. So I absolutely agree, you know, Jack saying we must go out because people say, God, I wish I'd have known you were here or I wish I'd have known. Well, what, who's at fault if they don't know? Who is at fault? And it, it is a part of the churches and centres. For But remember also that they're kind of running on a limit. There's only a certain amount of people within those spaces trying to keep it up and running because they're not able to maintain a certain amount of people. So who is going to go out? You know, so it's catch 22 a little. But they, they ought to... Um, have someone doesn't the union have a, an almoner isn't that what an, an, but you know a, a humanistic teacher something name it something community the, the Gardaí Shikana here have community police you know someone who is specific to that community but also as part of the bigger picture yeah something you, you hit on a very uh pertinent thought that's been occupying me for a little while and not limited to any organization but our actual structure of the way churches are run and managed I mean goes back to 1900 which is absolutely lovely but however the world has changed uh, and I say you know why don't we start looking with committees to have somebody who's in charge of uh, IT all the information, the websites, the social media side. Well, I think they do have that in, in the SNU. I, well, they certainly did have a director, but I, yeah. I don't know if they do now. I must, I must, I'm trying to look through the list here. Maybe they don't at the moment. I think uh, they do. But yeah. I think the story of Laurie was um, meaning like in the churches. Yeah, yeah but that, well. that, that person from head office could f facilitate those yeah. are within the centres and the churches, mm. do you yeah. say? But also promotions managers. Yeah. Uh, and again, um, regardless of affiliation, on a local level, because local people will know the local opportunities. They are more confident and conversant with, as Mark was saying, we've got two big unis here uh, in Bournemouth and Paul. So you know, they're no strangers to us. So to actually go up and knock on the door isn't, you know, a sort of like a frightening experience um, because we're familiar with it. So, and we know where the opportunities may lay. So, yeah, I think, you know, we, we do, as a movement in general, need to look at many different layers. And I think one of the biggest layers is the structure of the management of our churches and centres. I'm just saying, can we do it better? I'm not saying it's got to change, but can we do it better? Are there areas that are being neglected, which, well, Mark, you know, through conversations with various sites that, um, you know, lack of use of social media is degrading to the evening through the attendance because nobody knew it was on. Yeah, lots and lots of times... Um, if I've put a, a thank you post up or something, um, so people go, I wish I'd known that was on. I may have been actually advertising it for two, three, four months. But even, you know, in, in the, any anybody that works on social media or use Facebook a lot, know that news stream and feed full of adverts, full of nonsense, full mm -hmm. of this, full of that. And so literally people go, well, I posted it on Facebook and they've posted it on Facebook once. Our service this yeah. weekend will be with once and thinks that everyone will have seen that because it's gone out there. It's it's like anything, you know, in advertising, it used to be something has to be seven to ten times in front of someone before they take notice. And so there needs to be that that energy of of promotion and, and continual presence, uh, which is, again, is not, you know, even for businesses that, that can throw some money at it and churches can't always do that but it's that regularity. And it doesn't always have to be, I think, uh, committee members. Remember that we shouldn't be trying to get everybody on committee, but actually find people that want to help and support 
um, and have helpers, have good helpers that, you know, we can thank them and say, thank you for being this helper. Thank you for being there and doing this. Uh, you know, a bit like our lovely Todd that comes into pool and, and, and does all the cameras and everything else. And, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be a committee member, but somebody that wants to support and, and has the time yeah. or slash the skills. Because um, there's nothing worse than, you know, posts going out that, that really are a mess and people don't understand what they're reading. So, you know, there is there is skill, there is stuff that has to be there. But the, if it only goes out once, it's lost in the newsfeed. It has to go out regularly, you know, for people to see it. We're really lucky now. Um, we've got a, um, a young lassie that's in, in the committee now, and um, she's really good at understanding like Facebook and stuff like that as well. Because let's face it, I, th I think that, like you'd reach more people if it's done properly uh, through Facebook than you would on a newspaper, but not devaluing the newspaper, not stopping that. But I think. Um, yeah, we're really lucky, as you say, you need that that technical skills as well. And um it's often I've been I've been hearing, <clears throat> excuse me, I've heard is we also now need more people on the committee to keep the church going. But I think that might be one of the most main things to think on is the going out into the community, uh, maybe Facebook, the advertising side of things because then that will get bums on seats and therefore then we'll bring the people we need in that might have a passion for what we do and therefore gain more people on the committee as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you both brought up a very valid point there that I didn't want to stray into for a fear of causing offence to some parties, but uh, not on here. Um, yeah, why do people have to be on a committee? You know, um, I've, I've, I've been involved in churches where you can't even go in the kitchen unless you're on the committee. And I'm like, you know, what sort of qualification do you need for a tea towel, for goodness sake? Really? You know? <laughs> anyway, we're going to go back a wee bit here to the philosophy. We have a, a lovely gentleman. Uh, forgive me, I will just call you David. David, I'm, not yay. Quite, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce your surname. And Sorry? David Shearsir. Thank you, because I was saying <laughs> it in my mind and I thought, no, I can't be right. Anyway, apologies, David. I'm not taking the mickey out of you. It is my own ineptitude with the languages. And he's just saying, often the essence and message within philosophy is lost or not present enough. And if you look at the wisdom of the past, which is still relevant for today's struggles, such as Silver Birch and others of the old, maybe it's time to focus to bring back the spirit presence within our philosophy. Just a thought. I believe that philosophy is the heart and soul of our community. Excuse me. I know. It was silent. Um, Yes. <laughs> really, really, really good point, because um, my thoughts are that we, as any overall uh, movement, maybe tend to focus on the evidential mediumship far too much. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I think I touched on that in my talk, where I was just looking for it there online, where... Um, when I was giving a quote from the lovely Gordon Higginson, you know, about when where is spirit? Where Where is it? Where are these words from? If it's just coming from the person and their ego, well, well, then it's not philosophy. It's just kind words, isn't it? So I, I see that. But it wasn't, what was that? God, I was trying to remember what it was. My mind, my brain is a bit tired at the moment. Um the presence of spirit isn't there. Do you remember that part of, a, of that talk? So I, I feel what David is saying is very relevant. Um, and Silver Birch, uh, and the, like 200, 150 years ago, 200 years ago, there wasn't the same issues and problems. And so if you were to constructively be a medium, 
you need to be able to connect with the spirit on many levels, not just evidential mediumship. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I agree wholeheartedly. We've done a lot of work here at Paul. Or I have <laughs> uh, to deconstruct our terminology. Yeah, just have a look. Yeah. Because we do the term medium. You say that, go out in the street and say, What's a medium? They will say, Oh, somebody stands there and talks to dead people. Mm. You know, but our mediumship can come through in so many ways. That connection with the spirit world for the words of philosophy, for the words of upliftment, for healing. For the deeper art, you know, there's so many ways that that can reflect, and this is part of the thing I think is being undervalued within our movement in general. Um, to celebrate, you know, we've had the most beautiful speakers here at Paul, the most beautiful speakers, and each and every one have exercised that gift of receiving that influence from the spirit world to bring those words through to deliver those messages to work with their healing abilities so many different ways but we we it's how we're getting that over to our congregations yeah. getting that message out and i think as well um it's that well the connection to self, the soul presence is, is first and foremost and which we need to connect to. I mean, that's the bridge between us and the spirit world as well. But I always, um, um, even in our church, um, you know, sometimes we'll get someone that will I'll read a poem or something like that. Many people think, um, okay, I'll just get up and I'll just read it out. But it's not just that. It's also within the presentation of it that, also, if we, for those that will know like what sitting in the power is, sitting in the presence of, of God within our soul, sitting in the power even before that, because therefore you bring life to those words, those words that are said. It's not just, there's that beautiful saying that information can touch the mind, but the presence of spirit will touch the soul. And that can just simply be through even just reading that poem as well. And it's yeah to reach to reach more people, to touch it in the place where it really needs to to go, so it brings meaning and feeling and understanding from from the spirit of the congregation to their own minds, and and and, and how it means to them, um, and that's um, the beauty of being able to touch the spirit within others as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm listening. I I loved what um, David put there. The question was very good because, you know, like I said, for me the philosophy. You know, I could talk about philosophy all day long because it, I'm so passionate about it, and because it doesn't matter if you use Sylvie Birch's words from all those years ago, or whether I use Susan's words, Laurie's words, Jack's words. If it comes from spirit, I will use whatever words need to be used at that moment in time. Because, you know, when he wrote Heart and Soul of the Community, that's what philosophy is. It's about reaching everybody that's there. And it doesn't matter if it's Silver Birch, it doesn't matter if it's Stephen, it doesn't matter if it's Susan. If you have given me words that I can use in my philosophy, I will use them because that's yeah. my spirit and your spirit connecting with one another and it's not just like you say it's not just the person up there speaking it's about the presence of spirit and that doesn't have to be the presence of spirit from the spirit world it has to be the presence of spirit and that's the living spirit now for me the living spirit is not just with the spirit world it's with us each one of us whether you're in the spirit world or this world you are a living spirit you are a living breathing spirit and if you have words that i can use within philosophy i will use them so it's not about for me going back to one dimension and using that you know it's like uh, how many of you i'm so fascinated with libraries since i went into one about 
six months, a year ago, whenever it was, about the words that are in there. How fascinating. Like, even, I suppose, going into Mark's bookshop, how many books have you got there? They've got so many words in there that are so important for the rest of us to hear and know about. You know, like I said as well, you know, they used to call it the religious section and this particular library I went in, they call it the belief section. And every religion under the sun, there was a book there and not one of them was fighting. They were all standing there supporting one another with different words in it. And surely another word from another religion or another belief system, if that's going to help me with my philosophy, that is what I'm going to use. Absolutely. I'm not going to discriminate against words, whether they're 100 years old or one day old. They are words that resonate with me and my spirit. And if it's just my spirit that needs to talk, then my spirit will talk. So, thank you very much. Yeah, and, and just to say, I don't, I don't have, I think that's a beautifully said, Amory, absolutely beautifully said. I don't think there's a problem with silver birch or old oh, words. Absolutely. I love words myself. Discombobulated is one of my favorites. I use that for my talk. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> but, but it's it's how the words are used, how ye olde Englishy words that aren't relevant. But if, I mean, it's, it's, I love read, I, I love opening the silver birches, but just flick through and let's see what we have. And I go, well, I don't agree with that. Or, oh, that's really nice. So absolutely. But I, I don't think the argument is let's not use the old, but let's ensure the words that are shared can be understood. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I... I agree with you all that we should embrace all the old philosophers. No matter, uh, I saw uh, Jamie just corrected me, Silver Birch uh, was uh, uh, up to 81, but, but still it, it's 40 years uh, uh, back. These days, I've heard some of Mark's philosophy, a great philosopher uh, in Mark there. Uh, uh, um, if Mark could put it in a book, it would be fantastic. Some, some of that, <laughs> that philosophy and some of that philosophy coming come through his trans mediumship. Mm -hmm. And I believe Mark will probably do it one day. What's mm -hmm. interesting is how many years will they go before anybody recognize Mark for his philosophy? Because everybody has the focus back in the days. And that was the point of, of what I was trying to get. Of course, we need to embrace all the all philosophers that they created the foundation of what we are doing these days but it's giving this space for the new ones uh, as well uh, and and bringing forward a language that that's modern people can understand stand as well uh, 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 and uh, and and i know from a good self you know here in denmark we don't have churches on, on every corner we and we don't have that many mediums to serve uh, on our services, and sometimes we will will traveling around the country doing services, and we will maybe say, okay, this month we 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 will make make a, a format of the service for this month. We will have these songs, we'll have this reading, uh, and that would more or less be the same program program on each service during the month. But the congregations are different. So even though it's the same reading, the same songs, the address, the philosophy will be so different from service to service because it's different congregations, it's different inspirations uh, are coming forward. I have tried myself that uh, uh, coming from uh, uh, like in, in Jutland where there are more orthodox uh, 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 in the beliefs, uh, uh, an area there where it was kind of orthodox uh, uh, address that I was giving. Then we're coming coming to, to uh, I think it's the third biggest uh, uh, city in Denmark, quite, a, uh, quite a, a lot of young people there and it was totally different uh, address. It was much, much more uh, lively, much more upbeat. And I've seen it again and again, even though it's the same speaker doing the address, it will change from one service to, to the, the other 
because of the change of the congregation, because of the change mm -hmm. of of uh, of um, oh, uh, the change of, of inspiration there. So I believe that we, if we allow it, we can still use all the old philosophers. We can still, but as long as we are. Uh, listening to spirits as long as we allow ourselves to be inspired uh, 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 inspired uh, uh, in the philosophy and not being stuck in what how we have been told the philosophy should be you know? mm -hmm. one of yes. the things that brought me into spiritualism was there was space for me I come from a Christian background when I met spiritualism mm -hmm. I felt, oh, there's space for me here. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I didn't like to use the God word. Uh, I had a, a resistance on it. I come comes from a Christian background. And I had a, had a resistance. But I've learned to embrace the God, uh, 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 the expression of God. Because suddenly there was space for me within God. And there was, became space uh, for God within me, because nobody told me how to define God. Mm -hmm. That was my uh, personal responsibility. And I think if we are looking at it that way and t actually going out there telling people, you know what, you might not like religion, you might not uh, uh, like to talk about God, but you know what, call it heaven, call it love called whatever you want doesn't matter because we all have our own uh, uh, our own uh, perception of that energy that we call god hasn't it i think sometimes we forget to tell people that mm -hmm. we forget to tell people that hey it's not about what i'm telling you to believe it's about mm -hmm. for you to take that philosophy let let that philosophy inspire you to make your own philosophy and that's how we go forward that's how we will uh, 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 grow that's how we will embrace new people into spiritualism just my, my opinion mm. yeah no no that's a, yeah a beautiful um, opinion as well it is it is a good opinion and this is something we see time and time again um within our churches and centers that the the format of the service has got to be exactly the same and it's got to be in line with what we've always done and you do you do get that feeling sometimes after a service from people go oh another one out of the way thank you you know where we should be turning you know my famous thing my famous thing that really rankles me well, that was lovely, Lawrence. Next week, we've got a really good medium. You've just said, oh. Yay, lovely. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. You're like speaking the truth, Lawrence. Huh? <laughs> 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 but, we, you know, we have that sometimes that approach is a very rigid approach, whereas, you know, what I was reading uh, Wonder in the Spirit Lands, and that was transcribed in 1891. And in there, it says about the many schools of thought and philosophy in the spirit world and let them debate, let them try to fathom that which is unfathomable. And I just thought, oh, my God, these words yeah. really ring true to me. You know, and it's the same. This is where we should be bringing that energy into our churches and centers and just say you know my favorite phrase here is god of your own understanding i think we we need to remember that spiritualism used to be seen very much as a movement of three thinkers exploration of scientific exploration of searching for truths um and recognizing that everyone that comes in is searching yeah. and and we are there to support in the exploration through all beliefs because when we think about guides helpers people in the, that inspire us they aren't always spiritualists that have gone over some are obviously you know we've named people that we've known and loved and they're still present 
but a lot of the people that have come to help us in the past were not spiritualists when alive but they are understanding mm. of the spirit so mm. the openness to all belief and all understanding like Anne marie was saying within the readings it's lovely to to bring in truth because there's truth of spirits in everything we just have it formed in our spiritualism yeah yeah i'm just going to catch up with quite a few of the comments because everyone's very chatty tonight which is lovely <laughs> somebody is being very demanding here i do <laughs> you see anything under walls it's a pencil sharpener all right um <laughs> Lovely Lola, Lola Kiskeaton from Denmark, mm. not a thousand yards from where Jack is. And she brings up this point. My children are from 28 and down to 20, and they think it's boring. Too much talk about things, and they have no time to reflect upon. And the youngers are used to easy, fast entertainment. Absolutely. And when I try to speak about spiritualism, they roll their eyes. Uh, you know, I didn't need Jack to interpret, Lola, darling. Yes. I fully got what you want. However, yeah. I want to bring this part in because, as well because, again, I love my balance in my life. Uh, wonderful Sarah. My granddaughter, age 10, Lily, loves hearing the philosophy. Well, we always talk about it on the way home after the service. She loves how welcoming e everyone makes her feel at pool also her sister gracie is looking to coming soon that's you know, wonderful. So, that is wonderful that is brilliant absolutely yeah. it is it is they are exceptional uh and no surprise coming from a very exceptional grandmother there <laughs> just so um but again you know we we make the effort at pool to include mm -hmm. um children coming in you know, I, I love getting the little tables and chairs out. I think it's great, you know, because they feel welcome. They feel part of what's going on. Yeah, and, and children will always ask why. They will, if they don't understand, I mean, they're the brutal honesty. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't, I don't understand that. So it, it's just so beautiful what you're creating there at pool is being it's just moving out and out and out so i mean i don't know when they were talking about we need young people in to be need seven-year-olds and of course we do of course we do but i i love the essence of that i just sarah well done on that one well done i came in at zero so you never have to worry <laughs> i came in in my 30s i think so that explains a lot mark then does it <laughs> you've me to blame <laughs> There's a question here. <clears throat> I don't know if, if we can answer this. Uh, Steve Welling, good evening, sir. Hmm. How do you compare spiritualist churches in Canada compared no to idea. the UK in general? Has anyone got no, experience? No idea. I think I, oh, think I on, may know on. that. They're not as rigid, I suppose, in their rules and formats, but I, I don't know that for sure. Yeah. I, I can't speak for all churches. Um, I've done plenty of um, services um, for, for a certain church in Canada, and um, they've um, their view of the principles, like Jack, um, really nicely uh, put it as well, say like... Um, um, uh, what, what, what's the one? Yeah, I've got a, a brain cell about this size just now trying to think too hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's my memory. I lose my train of thought. Um, oh, I'll get back to it. But there is, um, um, there is, um, oh, where am I going with this? I've been very privileged to, um, to be able to work, uh, mostly demonstrating and, um, do um, uh, workshops and stuff like that, most online, of course. And but it's the, the they've changed the principles um, to a degree. Um, oh, that's what it is. Um, it was um, eternal life open to every human soul. That was the one I was trying to get to my my wee totty brain cell. But um, they've put uh, um, uh, eternal life for, for every soul. Really, you know, I mean, we've got to think, does God not embrace um, like animals as well? You know, it's just we're, we're not the only ones that are a part of God in some way. There's souls there. 
Yeah. Took a long way of getting around that anyway. But that's uh, all right. It's it. you. We, we love you. <laughs> we love you no matter what. Um, but yeah, I'd actually, I'd, that always does irritate me a bit. And I can understand that when people come into our churches and centres, when they say about every human soul. And I always say, well, what about the animals? You know, my little cat has got a soul. Or my little cats that have gone on the head. Every, everything's got a soul. Everything's got that connection. So, yeah, but we, I think sometimes we can just get that little bit too picky and people get a bit hung up on words, on their interpretation of it. Um, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. We just work through those things. Jamie, lovely Jamie Williamson. With the rather wonderful new profile picture, mm. one I can actually use in the advertising. So thank you, Jamie. Because all your profile pictures, you've got a glass of beer in your hand. It's very difficult to advertise a church service when somebody stood there going, cheers. <laughs> I believe that the essence of philosophy mm. has always been how we balance our material needs with our spiritual needs. Mm. This only changes in its expression depending on the culture in which we live. So it has to be redefined for each generation. Its essence remains the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's very well put, Jamie. Yeah. Well, big, one, big one for digging down in the energy, you know, the, the things, the statements that are made, the issues that we um, come across in our everyday life. If you actually start pairing back the personality, the players, the emotional side, and just get down to that core energy of those issues. They haven't changed. Uh, I'm reading WT Speed at the moment, 1876. And what he's talking about in there energetically is exactly what's going on outside the doors today. Energetically, as I said, different makeup, different packaging, different presentation. But the actual essence of it, the lesson there is just timeless, absolutely timeless. So, we have reached eight o'clock already. This is motor oh, time. Can I can I just say one thing, Laurie? Um, one thing. I'm super. No, um, <laughs> we were just quickly. Honest. Um, we, we, we spoke does. about um, obviously the rally serves a person, spiritualism, and things like that. But I'm super pleased to be part of an. Uh, a group of people and the audience con con audience congregation and we've gone on to philosophy mm. naturally moved over to philosophy and i think it's really beautiful amazing wonderful i don't know enough words to show that spiritualism and spirit is so much more alive than we could have possibly thought and realized within our own selves uh, because we all have our doubts about where it's going. Well, tonight for me has proven that whatever we're going, we're on the right pathway. Yeah. Because we can actually discuss the philosophy and our own spirits. And also that the people who have spoken and asked their questions have got the same endearment that we have with regards to keeping spirit and spiritualism not alive because it's alive mm. but heard mm. well thought out marie yes well yeah. wonderful thank you you wonderful people i'll put the whip down now susan <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind it i don't mind it yeah, i was about to say susan likes it <laughs> <laughs> The feather duster, maybe not the way. We'll keep that one back. Um, <laughs> thank you again just for sharing this evening that little recap uh, and coming together again like this because you know when we yes. were all here and working in that energy, uh, it was just awesome. It really was awesome. And onwards and upwards. And hopefully, <clears throat> events like these will inspire others. Yes. To yes. do maybe not exactly. I don't want to carbon copies. You can't copy an original. Uh, but to use that inspiration to go, well, do you know what? We could try this and we could try that. Because I think this is what we need to get back into our uh, movement 
here in the UK. And I say that because I'm having a lot of contact of late with people in Europe. And I've said this before, I said I'm very envious, and this includes Jack and this includes Susan. I'm very envious of where you are on the spiritualism mm -hmm. trail because you're at the beginning. You can look to the UK or what was it called? The, the English mediumship, uh, which I thought was a wonderful phrase. Uh, and you can take what works, but you can also look at what could be done better. And you can change things because you're not following in the footsteps of we've always done it that way, which is always a bit of a, a mountain to climb for people coming into our movement and trying to make a change. You know, because you're not following in others' footsteps. You're carving your own path and more strength to your elbow and exciting exciting it is but in the meantime thank you thank you all of you one and all as i say everybody watching thank you uh for joining us tonight and your comments and your input and your engagement with us it's been wonderful don't forget i will put it back into the comments you have access to all the talks in our rally day uh you're getting this 24 hours before it goes on public release totally free so you're excited i'm going like no <laughs> it's going to be there forever Anne marie i know the camera puts 10 pounds on you be proud, Anne -Marie. Be proud. <laughs> in in 2083 they'll be going yeah look at this what we're doing back then and yeah. whatever they say is that's a bit outdated get rid of that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well they're always going about the old people oh that's matter with them all <laughs> thank you all so much thank you everybody for joining your input your presence your energy in this virtual room tonight so onwards and upwards everybody and one day who knows we may all be back together again how wonderful oh, that would be amazing there will be. So, just to say good night to everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone.